Hi, my name is Steve Hansen. I'm president and CEO of Acme Lithium. A pleasure to be with you here today, Merlin. Um, we are an explorer and developer of multiple projects focused on domestic lithium production in North America. We have two projects in the state of Nevada and a group of projects in southeastern Manitoba, as well as a large land position in northern Saskatchewan. And we're excited about the year ahead in 2023. We're very active, and uh, this is going to be a milestone year for us. Steve, thank you for the introduction. Good to see you again. Uh, you are active indeed. You, you're you putting out news releases of um, progress at Fish, um, Fish Lake, but on the other two projects, your two lead projects, your flagship projects, you're drilling. So um, could you give us an update on those two projects, perhaps start in Canada? Sure. Thanks for that, Merlin. You know, the only production currently in Canada for lithium is actually based at a southeastern Manitoba. And it's at a place called the Tanko Mine, which was bought by Sino Mine, a, a very large Chinese company a number of years ago. And we are the largest landholder south of the Tanko Mine. We're contiguous to their mineral leases. In fact, uh, their production is a couple kilometers away. The power lines that run and drive that mine run right through our project. And we've been active there for about a year and a half. We're very fortunate to have this um, uh, block of claims. Uh, we own them 100%. And uh, again, last summer we did uh, extensive field work, including geochemistry, geophysics, structural mapping. There were known pegmatites on surface and then we uncovered some new pegmatites. So we uh, worked diligently all fall on procurement and planning and, and permitting. We signed an agreement with Saguin First Nation as well. And then we are pleased to announce this past January we, where we began a maiden winter drill program. So this is really the most exciting time to be an exploration company. This is the moment uh, where discovery uh, is certainly has that potential. Again, we've been actively drilling in Manitoba since mid-January. We're going to drill up to 5,000 meters. And again, really excited to hopefully deliver on these results here in the near term. And and that's focusing on Shafford Lake, which is kind of the, 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 the lead project in that, sort of the lead prospect in that area. That's correct. We've got a group of projects. Shatford Lake is sort of the leading one in that south of the Tanko Mine. There's a structural trend that goes from northwest to southeast, um, and we're actively drilling on some priority one and priority two drill targets there. And then we have a, another project directly east called Burst Lake, and then about 20 kilometers north, we have a project called Cat, Cat Lucid Lake. So a lot of activity in the region. Um, we're really excited about it, and obviously we're near the only production in Canada, um, which uh, obviously provides um, some advantages down the road as we go through the permitting process and in de into development, hopefully. When you when you divvy up your 5,000 meters, have you allocated a certain meterage to those three uh, prospects, um, Shatford, Bryce, and, uh, sorry, Shatford, Burst, and... Um, Cat Euclid, have you given them a kind of thousand meters each and then just kind of see what happens? Or are you just starting at Shatford and saying, if we, if we onto a winner here, we're just going to do the whole 5,000 meters at, um, at Shatford? Good question. A lot of our summer work was doing geochemistry and geophysics and structural mapping of all of our projects. Um, but in fact, we focused on Shatford. Again, it's a very large land area. Um, we've identified priority one, priority two, and priority three drill targets. Uh, we went through extensive permitting on a greater number of targets. But in this initial maiden program, we are focusing on Shatford Lake. So there's a particular band of area structurally that we're focused. We are poking a few holes, um, 
sporadically, sporadically uh, throughout the area, but there is a particular region that we're focusing on, and we'll leave drilling at Cat Euclid Lake and Burst Lake, hopefully for a phase two or phase three program down the road. Okay, gotcha. The, the, the way that uh, these things normally go is you, you, you have a kind of a live program, you have a kind of a, um, a responsive and reactive drilling plan so that you can hit all of the targets you want to drill, but equally if you uh, get something you do want or something you don't like, to, you can kind of sh- you can shift the the meters to where the site geologist and the executive team think is best according to what you see. It, 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 presumably, you're doing something like that at the moment. You're, you were correct in that, Merlin. And in fact, that's why we we permitted uh, more sites and more drill holes than we planned to drill this winter program. It gives us flexibility um, as we start to learn more about. What's beneath the ground? Again, this is our first drill program here. Uh, we're hoping to make a discovery, um, but we have some flexibility as to how many holes we drill at each site and obviously at which sites we focus on. So there's flexibility there. And um, again, you're correct. And uh, that's our strategy and our, our mission here over the course of the winter. It's always good to have operational flexibility when you're uh, in in a in a data poor area. And, and um, the best place to look for a, a mineral deposit is within the, the the old saying is within the site of the head frame of the of of the existing uh, mineral deposit and you can um you know metaphorically see tanko uh, i don't know whether you can actually see it but you're, you're very close to it and so your the chances of success or the chances of the of the same geology hosting uh economically viable or the potential for economic viability in the geology is very high when you're close to an existing data point like a, an existing uh, operation so presumably you're um leveraging off the what you know about the tanko deposits to uh target your drilling as best you can at shatford lake well you're correct and, and absolutely our proximity gives us a number of advantages um rock to do stop and start so there's no guarantee that we're going to make a an economic discovery here but certainly this is the right region to look and why we've focused on this project be a couple of kilometers south and being contiguous to Tanko's mineral leases has some, some advantages. Geologically, we think there's formations and structures here that have some similarities to Tanko. Um, again, the targets that we've drawn up here, we believe that um, have uh, the best chance of success. The question really is, are we going to make a discovery on hole two or a hole 22? And that's really... Um, the excitement and, and thrill of being an explorer and developer, and um, we're hopeful that we'll have some success with the drill bit. But there are some key advantages to being next to an operating mine. Obviously, the region has gone through a lot of history and permitting. Um, we're not having to re-educate the, the local community uh, and First Nations about um, mineral extraction. Um, there's good technical people and services in the area. We're only about 75 kilometers away from the capital city of, of Manitoba. So, you know, I mean, there's some advantages to being next to a, a mine that's in production and um, logistically as well as um, as geologically. Presumably, you, you said you don't know whether you're going to hit it with a hole 2 or 22. I mean, it could, I mean, we hope it isn't, but it could be hole 42. Um, but um, if you've got 5,000 meters and... Presumably, you're targeting relatively near surface um, uh, features. Uh, so, so you you could potentially drill twenty, twenty five holes if you if your hole uh, depth is 
200 to 250 meters? Yeah, typically um, these structures uh, can be, um, they can outcrop, but in many cases, such as Tanko, actually, the pegmatites were below surface. They were um, uh, below, they weren't necessarily an outcrop. So um, you have to look for features and signatures um, that potentially could be under um, water, uh, shallow water, whether it be bogs or swamps, in some cases, not outcrops. So you know, angle drilling uh, does allow us to potentially hit structures that are below surface that are, are, are not known. Uh, we're drilling known structures that, that uh, outcrop, but we're also drilling some structures that are below surface. So in many cases, our holes can be up to 500 meters. So, you know, um, it really depends on, on the particular hole we're drilling and what we're seeing in the rock as we go. Um, we can call holes earlier than, than we planned, or we can continue drilling deeper than planned. So we have flexibility on that. Again, this is a first initial drill program. Um, I do have the flexibility also to drill um, more than 5,000 meters if the season will allow. You know, you start to get some softening. You know, winter drilling with ice and snow allows you to drill on areas that are open. But as things soften up in the spring, it gets much, much harder for to drill. So we'll drill as, as long as we can through the winter. And again, hopefully we'll have success with the drill bit. And the aim is to wrap up that that 5,000-meter uh, program while it's still frozen, um, while it's still cold. Uh, obviously, you can, dry on the, on the fir- you can drill on the firmer ground, uh, even if it's warmer. But is, is the aim to complete it? Um, say before May. That is correct. I would expect that we would uh, complete this program sometime in April. And then uh, what, I'm just kind of just trying to map out the you know how how, how this comes through to the market because you've got the uh, kind of announcement to the end of drilling or the completion of, of what you've done, and then then there'll be um, uh, assay. Well, first of all, we've got to log it. You've got to cut it. Uh, do all of the QAQC, all of the handling of the core, and get it off to the labs at certain so. In the in the months after that, you'd expect to have the, the, the assays back. Yes. I mean, there'll be rolling results, but we would expect to have uh, results sometime in, in mid to late spring. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Okay. Let's go. Um, let's head south of the border, um, the, 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 the frontier, uh, and into Nevada, please. A quick update there of, of the drill program. That'd be really helpful. Sure. Well, we have two, two excellent projects in southwestern Nevada, which is really the epicenter of lithium development in the United States. In fact, the only production in the U.S. is in the southwestern region of Nevada in an area called Clayton Valley. Um, Albemarle, a New York Stock Exchange company, 30 billion market cap, is a project there at Silver Peak. It's a brine project. They've been producing there since 1966. We are their neighbor contiguous to Albemarle to the northwest. Uh, We made a lithium discovery in brine there last summer, and we've been moving towards um, all fall in procurement and planning and permitting for a phase two expanded program at Clayton Valley. Um, Our vision and goal here was to drill a test well and do a pump test to understand the aquifer and then also do three step out holes that will also understand the reservoir. So I'm pleased to announce that we started that program about four weeks ago. Uh, It's active right now. Um, That program will take about 120 days. Uh, we're drilling in Nevada. So, you know, it's really exciting time for Acme. We're drilling pegmatites in, uh, in Manitoba, in Canada, near the only production in Canada. And we're drilling for brine in Nevada, near the only production in the United States. And then moving on across the foothills to... The, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry can, can, we, can we just stay with Clayton Valley for a second? So you, you, you've got that one well in there. So you're doing the, the extended pump tests. As you said, it's kind of a, 
it's like a um, 120 day program, kind of a four month program. So that'll take you through uh, to the end of kind of the, to, to the towards the middle of the year, really. Um, you also mentioned doing three other tests. Are those going to be done in parallel? Are those things that you can um, three other test wells, or is the, are they sequential that come after your pump test? So this is a four hole program, and there's um, three core holes that we're drilling that step yep. out from the original discovery hole, and then we're drilling one test well that will have a pump test. So what happens is, is we made the initial discovery last summer. Um, the test well and pump test will allow us to understand the reservoir and the various intervals that we've intersected. And then the step out core holes will allow us to better understand the nature of the reservoir in the region. So they step out from the original discovery hole. We can hopefully with success, again, there's no guarantees, but hopefully with success of this program, I mean, we're very optimistic. Um, we can then triangulate those core holes uh, and through the pump tests, understand the potential. Um, and, and I believe, uh, based on the success of this, that we actually can use this information and get to an initial resource calculation. So again, we have to have success over this 120 days. We're very excited about this program. It's one of the largest brine programs that take place in the United States right now. Um, we're in a highly produ productive region uh, next to the only production in the U.S. And I believe that with success with the drill bit well, over this winter and early spring, we can get to a resource calculation, hopefully sometime in 2023. Again, we've got to be successful here, um, but we're active. We're about four weeks in uh, to this 120-day program and looking forward to providing results to our shareholders in the months to come. Uh, forgive my ignorance. When you, when you do the three core tests, which are outside of the, the, the well test you're doing, um, is your well test, does it need a drill rig on it? Or can you, um, is, is the drill rig free to do the other three core tests? And is it a pump test that you're doing on the, on the last year as well? Uh, yeah, so the, actually the, the test well is a new hole um, okay. that's t basically twinning the discovery hole. And it's a, it's a wider hole. It's a rotary hole. Um, and, you know, there's uh, uh, different testing we can do. And it's much more akin to drilling a water well or even the oil and gas industry. So there's potential productive intervals at various stages. I mean, there, I mean, there are known lithology in the region. We know the productive... Uh, intervals uh, uh, from historical work that's been done in the region. Um, our main target is around 1,200 feet, but there are uh, productive intervals um, that are much shallower and potentially much deeper. We drilled to 1,400 feet on that initial core hole last summer. We're actually brought in a larger rig this time, and we're drilling these holes to 2,000 feet. So we believe there's the potential to have um, intervals deeper and potentially even higher grade as we go deeper. So again, it's an extended program. We're learning um, about new things as we go about the nature of the reservoir. Um, and again, this test well will allow us to do a pump test to understand uh, pressure. Uh, obviously, you need porosity and permeability um, and, and the potential to produce from multiple zones here. So um, really, we need to understand the flow of the reservoir and uh, and then understand grade. And then at that point, we can hopefully be able to do our resource calculation initially. Um, we need to be successful with this drill program. It's, 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 a, it's a combination of um, uh, oil and gas and, and mining in the truest sense. Um, and so in parallel with that, you've got a, a core machine, which is doing the three test wells. And are they also targeting the... Um, 
the kind of the, the twelve hundred foot um, main target is, is is that the the plan to triangulate uh, with the core machine in parallel? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So they, okay. um, you know, now that we have some lithology, we understand based on that first hole what we encountered. Every hole is going to give us new information um, in understanding um, uh, in two dimensions, but also in three dimensions that dynamics the dynamics of uh, of the lithology and then where ultimately we can produce from. So, you know, geophysics, you know, obviously only gives us a certain amount of information, but now with uh, these multiple holes, we'll be able to have a better understanding of what's happening within the reservoir um, in this region. So hopefully with success, we'll be able to come up with a, an initial resource calculation. Can you give me an indication of kind of just roughly how how, how far away from the your your first well will you be putting in your kind of a, a core i mean is this a step out of um several hundred meters um or i'm correct these will, be, these will be several hundred meters apart yeah yeah okay great ongoing news on that as you go through your core program but fundamentally the the interpretation or the presentation of the results from the well test is going to be probably Q3s, kind of after the middle of the year? You know, there may be information sooner, but I think that would be fair. Um, you know, uh, we're about 30 days into a 120-day program, so we've yeah. got about 90 days to go. Yeah, uh, We're still drilling our first hole. The first is actually a core hole. We'll move on to the test well as our second um, uh, hole and then move on to potentially two more exploration holes. It really depends on the success of the test well. Um, we need... We need we need confirmation that that test well and pump test goes well. Um, if if that is the case, we will then go ahead and move on to drill in those further exploration holes. Um, but we may have rolling news as we go in updating our investors um, as we get material information um, and as it becomes available. We'll, we are sending brine and core off to the lab uh, as we go. And so again, we hope to have periodic updates to our shareholders um, over this next uh, few months. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, and last but not least, uh, uh, Fish Lake. Well, as you as you head over from Clayton Valley, as I mentioned, it's really the epicenter of development in the U.S. and the only production currently there at Silver Peak. As you move over the foothills to the west, you actually can drive an, a dirt road from there uh, called Coyote Road, and you drive through a world-class lithium boron project at Rhyolite Ridge, um, that's run by an Australian company called Ioneer. They're a billion dollar company. It's a very late stage project. They've signed off takes with Toyota, Panasonic, and Ford. And most recently, the US government has announced that they're gonna invest up to 700 million US into this project um, for construction and financing. So again, one of the top lithium borum projects in the world, and certainly one of the most advanced projects in North America. So it's not that far away from the current production. So this is um, hard rock and clay, um, again, a world-class project, and we are their neighbor to the west. So we're contiguous to that project as you drive that road, Coyote Road, through Ioneer's project, and as you come down the hill on the other side, you drive right through our project at Fish Lake Valley. We have two core project areas, one called FLV1, FLV2. They are contiguous to each other, and we are to the west we're only about three kilometers to the west of Ioneer's um, uh, uh, mining project, which is expected to go into construction here in about um, 10 to 12 months' time. So we've been active there. We've done um, uh, groups of sampling and geochemistry on surface. 
We've done some geophysics there, which have identified some targets. And then most recently, we have announced the highest lithium values to date in sampling. Uh, we've had uh, up to 1325 ppm lithium. And so recently, I've sent a couple of geologists there to do some more sampling. I expect to have those results in the next actually week to 10 days. So we're very soon going to have results at a Fish Lake Valley. It's very close to being drill ready. It's never been drilled before. And we're hoping to drill that project either on our own or with a partner sometime here in 2023. So really exciting area. We're next to um, uh, a mine that's going to go into construction here in the next uh, 12 months or so. And we're looking forward to hoping having a maiden drill program at Fish Lake Valley sometime in 2023. Thank you. The Ironia project, uh, Rylet Bridge, it's a, it's a lithium clay and, and, and it hasn't been... Um, I don't think there are any lithium clay projects which are in production at the moment. And so they obviously have done extensive metallurgical testing and uh, test work, and they're obviously comfortable with their process flow sheet. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so close to a, um, you know, getting a $700 million loan and coming into production. Um, can you talk to me a bit about the their approach to the mineral processing? And, and is that something you're following exactly or closely or not at all? Well, we follow it closely. Um you know, um, there's a number of, of world-class projects that um, are are about to go into production or construction. You know, if you look at uh, Ioneer's project at Riley Ridge, you know, obviously, you know, Ford, Toyota, and Panasonic and the U.S. government are comfortable with um, the metallurgical work and processing work that um, they expect to do um, from a hard rock and clay standpoint. Um, and then if you look at Lithium Americas, um, they're in northern Nevada, New York Stock Exchange Company. Um, General Motors recently announced a $650 million U.S. investment. And again, they're backed by um, some of the top lithium institutions in the world, as well as the U.S. government. And, you know, we expect shovels to go into the ground on that project here in the next 12 months as well. So, you know, there's a number of projects in the state of Nevada um, that are uh, about to be given the green light or have already been given the green light to go ahead. Um, so, you know, the fact that we're a junior um, you know, we have some companies that are much farther along than us that are, are working through those tech, technological challenges um, that have deep pockets, very smart people, and we're not going to reinvent anything here. We're going to follow their lead. Um, we believe that their process technologies uh, and their expertise um, with independent third parties are going to work um, at our projects as well. So again, we, we follow them, but the key for here for us really in the near term our near-term goal here is to make a discovery and ultimately get to a resource. You know, those are things that we want to accomplish in the next 24 months. And uh, we're on track, hopefully, to do that um, with some key milestones upcoming here in 2023. Yeah, agreed. First step, discover it. And then then, then the engineers get to work. You know, they've got to, they've got to put their brains to it to see whether, first of all, it can be kind of processed and, then, and, and dug up. But absolutely, first step is is to make that discovery. Well, and the fact that, again, well, the reason why I think we've got one of the best portfolios in North America is if we have a, an operating mine that's next door um, that's processing it uh, um, or um, that is going through all, all, all that construction work and we're next door with, a, with a, hopefully what it will be an economic resource one day, um, they've already figured all those things out. You know, we're not going into a new region you know, we're not in the in the middle of the jungle somewhere with no infrastructure. We're not, you know, in in the northern Arctic where where we're we're not close to market. And so the benefits of us being in places like Nevada, um, where there's active um, expertise, 
and, the, and then even in areas such as uh, southeastern Manitoba or Saskatchewan, you know, we're near market. We're near the market. We're near um, um, good technology. We're near active companies that are in production. And this gives us huge advantages down the road if we're successful with the drill bit. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, you mentioned some big names in there. You've um, Toyota, Panasonic, the Department of Energy, um, uh, Global, um, General Motors. That uh, Obviously, anybody who's following the sector will understand the longer term fundamentals for lithium. You know, the projections are on, the, on lithium demand are pretty spectacular. Um, and if you listened to Elon Musk and the, 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 the Tesla presentation um, recently, again, that's reinforcing um, the lithium demand. Even with uh, technologies, it's still a lot of demand that's required. Um, and yet, in the market at the moment, we're seeing quite a lot of weakness. So the, the, the lithium um, carbonate prices, I think, peaked at $86,000 a ton in mid-November last year. And uh, here we are at the beginning of March, and the prices are down at um, forty-six thousand uh, dollars a ton. I mean, they're still fantastic prices, but the the, sh- the short-term trajectory is, is 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 down. Goldman's are saying that it could hit as um, low as thirty-four thousand dollars a ton. Um, what's your perspective on kind of what's happening in the short-term um, lithium market, and where might it get to before that kind of the upward trend is 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 um, resumed? Well, I certainly follow some of the independent uh, research firms out there on on forecasts and a, a number of investment banks. Um, you know, we we do work on what's in our control and what's out of our control. We do follow, but you know, we have to remember that the lithium prices have been up over twenty times in the last two and a half years. You know, there was a long period of time where lithium prices were below. 10,000 a ton. So really the last couple of years is unprecedented. And even the price that we are currently today, although it's pulled back, is certainly in a range or, or, or uh, that has, has, has not been seen for a very long period of time. You know, most of the major companies, whether they be mines in production or miners that are about to go into production, and then even parts of the supply chain, whether it be off-takers, um, technology, auto manufacturers, commodity traders, all of industry, typically in their forecast, they've been using a very, very conservative price when it comes to the commodity. You won't see a single PEA or a feasi- pre-feasibility study or feasibility study that's using you know, 80,000 a ton. Um, and that's just really how the industry typically operates. We see it in other commodities. Um, and so in many cases, the economics that are being put out there, and then by the way, are very, very good. You know, we've got great IRRs, we've got um, huge NPVs, we've got very, very robust economics on projects, and they're using a very conservative lithium price. So although we see this volatility in the market on a week-by-week or month-by-month basis, I think even in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 50,000s a ton range, um, economics look very, very good. And if it, we happen to see the return to 60, 70, 80,000 a ton, you know, I think it just bodes well for, for the industry and for companies like ours and, and our industry. Yeah, good. There's so much going on off a, off a relatively small base. I mean, your market capitalization is still um, pretty mini relative to many of your peers in the market. Um, how's, the, how's the marketing going? Are you, what, are you, what are your plans for uh, marketing at, at PDAC next week. Um, have you got a program ahead? Well, we've been very busy. We're a fairly new company and you know we've had our running shoes on Merlin. Obviously, it's been a very busy first two years. 
I think we've done a great job in assembling this portfolio and doing work on our projects. And now we're very active with drilling in Canada, drilling in the United States, and a third project in the U.S. that's drill ready. So, you know, we've been very busy. And now my attention really is and focused on uh, meeting with investors, meeting with strategics, meeting with potential joint venture partners. And I've really begun that this year in 2023 and putting more attention in there as our projects advance. And as a result, you know, we've generated quite a bit of interest in our company. And I've got a very busy uh, PDAC uh, week next week. I'm flying to Toronto on Sunday to the world's largest mining conference. And my schedule is jam-packed. I'm actually turning away meetings. People are highly interested in our projects. Again, I think we've got one of the best portfolios in North America. Um, we're excited to create value for our shareholders, which have been done in a variety of ways. We obviously need to uh, uh, increase our fundamentals and our milestones here as corporately, but you know, there's also opportunities to form joint ventures, technology joint ventures, to have other mining companies look at us and, and invest in us uh, to earn into our project. So there's a number of things we can do. And because we've got a, a, a good size portfolio, we have flexibility, again, how we can create uh, value for our shareholders in possibly non-dilutive ways as well. So again, it's an exciting week. There's going to be some good conversations happening uh, morning, noon, and night um, next week. I'm excited to get there and um, hopefully we can create some uh, interesting partnerships uh, over the weeks ahead. Well, look after your liver and, and uh, obviously don't drink too much. Um, that's, that's a key part of, of maximizing your time at PBAC. Well, thank you, Merlin. Um, yeah, we'll make the best of it. And I uh, really appreciate your time today. It's good to chat again.